So welcome to Startup Business Q&A episode 252, 252. And this week, uh, after doing a few weeks ago, an AMA, Ask Me Anything on Sales, we're going to be doing one on marketing. So it all means if you have a question related to marketing, do fire away in the comments and we will hold in, uh, hold on there and fire over your answers. I will give you the best answer I possibly can uh, to uh, help you understand this exciting world. Thank you everyone for jumping in on Instagram. We're live also on Facebook and on LinkedIn as well. Just sorting out the stream here. Thank you also to Restream for being epic and partnering with me on the show. A couple of things today. Firstly, there'll be an announcement uh, in how many weeks now? Three weeks until the big announcement. Uh, also, there will be, I might give you a clue today. Also, I'm announcing the winner of Sarah Fryer's book, uh, no filter. If you're not ready, this is so far this year, and I read huge amounts. This year, this is the most important biography I've read. I absolutely love it. Brilliant, brilliant biography um, so about Instagram. And so I will be announcing the winner from the Entrepreneur Business Group over on Facebook as well. So if you're watching right now, jump into the chat, into the comments below on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Let me know where you're watching from. And if you're part of hashtag Team Live, if you're watching now, obviously live, or if you're hashtag team replay. So do jump in and share where you're based. I would love to see uh, where I've got people watching from all over the world. What I'm also going to be sharing, excuse me, sharing today is uh, my super quick three, top three marketing tips. Um, this is general, like this is a broad topic. Marketing is insanely broad, but I, three really important tips that are evergreen and relevant across any platform at all. Uh, good to see you here. Alexander James Jansen, Nordic Poetry, also Serlinox, uh, Branding Ben. Uh, great to see you all watching on Instagram. Thank you very much for tuning in. Fran Brown watching over on Facebook as well. Good to see you here. Thank you very much. So put in the hashtag where you're watching from, guys. The AMA today is marketing. We did a, we did a sales one a while back after, was it February or March? I think we did, I think it's February, we did like a month of AMAs, which is cool. Uh, just ask anything, but this is uh, the marketing one. So yeah, so three weeks to go to the big announcement. So just to be clear, that this big announcement is not just, you know, me, me trying to hype up something like, hey, I'm releasing a book. You know, it is, this is actually a really big deal, um, a major pivot and shift in what I'm doing. Um, I'm excited for uh, for those of you who, you know, follow and are interested in what I do, um, those of you who see value in, uh, the content I bring every week, the live streams, these Q and A's, things like that. I know you will love, love this. So I'm very excited about it. Um, yeah, so it, I'm not going to say anything other than three weeks to go until the announcement. You must watch that'll be episode 255. As for now, 252 episode. It's uh, all on marketing. So any questions you have on that, then let me know. Let's start with the winner of Sarah Fryer's book. So No Filter. This is a biography 
it was like, I mean, look at this, like Highland saying the Times live and revealing, says the Economist, uh, business book of the year 2020 winner by uh, McKinsey uh, and, and the FT, I believe. Um, I mean, it's just like it's just so interesting because it's like this. It's like Sarah was a fly on the wall, like really watching um Instagram grow with Facebook is fascinating. Look at the interplay, the awareness Facebook has of its decline in popularity and relevance with the teens, um, Sistroms, who's the CEO's in a feeling of like, we want to keep the essence of creativity and good art in photography, yet still wrestling with the fact that, you know, is a commercial vehicle in, in Instagram. Mark Zuckerberg driving him to, you know, pushing him for, for ad revenue and things like that. Just a really interesting story, but so many good lessons in here as well about sticking to your guns, about retaining the essence of what you do, but being willing to... Um, to adapt and grow with really what people want huge amounts of focus on like understanding the market well so i really recommend this um what i did was uh last week i said to uh the entrepreneur business group on facebook um uh i, I put together this this incentive we do this every so often so this is either you know incentive to win a book or a course or some cash or something like that and the question was who has inspired you the most uh, who has inspired, sorry, who has inspired the most impact on your business aside from you and why? Those of you who are um, uh, on Facebook, you can join in with the Facebook's uh, uh, Entrepreneur Business Group by just simply searching Entrepreneur Business Group. Those of you on Facebook and LinkedIn right now, I've flashed the uh, URL up on, on the screen. Euro um, 02, I'm afraid I don't speak Spanish. I'm sorry, my man. I, I can't pivot to Spanish for you. Uh, sorry about that. However, uh, if you watch the replay of this on LinkedIn, it will do captions and do a translation for you if my understanding is right. So hopefully that helps you, mate. Um, so it was really interesting throwing out that uh, question, seeing some of the answers coming in. Someone someone tried to be uh, cheeky to uh, uh, get the win of the book by saying I'd inspired them the most, which is very kind. I, I know the game you're maybe playing. Um, but the winner, I, I was really, I was really impressed with this. And I think without, it resonates with me because this is something similar to something that my children had done through, uh, through the, through the pandemic as well. So, so in, in answer to who inspired, inspired the most impact on your business aside from you and why, and by the way, do fire away and put your answer in the chat as well. Like who's inspired the most impact in your business, uh, in, in the, um, in, in the last year or in general, uh, apart from you, obviously, the winner of the book of No Filter. And by the way, if you don't win, you should buy it anyway. It's a really important read, I think, uh, is Yinka Iwala, who said, I'd say my sons during lockdown number one, because we had a few here in the UK, uh, we made a little mummy boot camp because daddy was stranded abroad for three months and uh, we did our own curriculum. With, they were really obsessed with learning about business. And so I had to teach them from first principles. First principles, this being uh, is, uh, uh, an approach that um, Elon Musk uses. There's a really good interview with him and Sam Altman of Y Combinator on YouTube. And Sam's asking him, um, Elon Musk about first principles. The idea of it being that you, you strip everything back, all the things you think you know, anecdotes, suggestions from other people. And you say, right, First principles are what things do we know to be true? What facts are true? And then build up from there. 
And it's a really nice way of getting rid of any kind of biases when it comes to making decisions uh, on, on building a business. Um, by breaking it down, she goes on, uh, so simply for them, it inspired my content, helped me to develop authority and passion, and truly supported them in their own, best bit here coming up, in their own four-figure lockdown business launch. Congrats to you for that. But knowing how to explain business marketing and sales to an eight and 10 year old was game changing for me and totally transformed my business into the high impact, low faff affair that it is today. I can totally relate here. I, I was so proud. My then seven year old daughter um, back in probably this time last year, I think it was probably May last year, uh, got her first sale. Um, and it was uh, one where I explained the process. She found the product, uh, she cleaned it up and sold it for £10 by the end of that day on Facebook Marketplace. And that kind of arbitrage, I loved it. And that's like pure essence of entrepreneurship in there. She did it all in the one day as well. So I was super thrilled with what she did. So many little lessons in that as well about outsourcing, about um, marketing, also about uh, things like leveraging your younger sister to do work for you too so um yinka well done a really an amazing amazing um story there congrats to your two sons and no doubt that was really valuable so well done to her uh and everyone watching i'm sure you must must be uh uh equally as impressed with that uh if you're watching right now do let me know where you're watching from and if you're part of hashtag team live or hashtag team replay i'm going to keep today's talk really short if you have any questions about marketing in general, go for it. I will answer them here on the stream, on Instagram Live, over on Facebook or on uh, LinkedIn as well. And retrospectively, if any of you are watching on the podcast or listening uh, to a replay on any of the platforms or IGTV. Um, but let's get into these, these three tips. I really think this is important. Um, I My original job was selling internet marketing portals and advertising back in 2002. So I've not strayed far from sales since then. In fact, I've basically been in sales my entire career, but marketing and digital marketing has very, very much been my, my bag since then. And um, these are three tips that will, will never change and are exceedingly relevant right now. So these are about as important as they get. I, I, I spent a long time thinking about these three and was thinking to myself, what's the, what are the things that rise to the top as most important? So number one, in no particular order, but these are the top three for me. Number one is invest in your distribution. And, the, and this is, this is a, a reflection on innumerate number of talks I've done, a numerous number of talks I've done uh, with, with so many people over the years, over the different regions around the world I've talked about. And, and it's fascinating that this is overlooked so much. And it, to a degree, stems from this ridiculous saying of build it and they will come. Build it and they will come suggests that if you create something nice, the world just decides to out of thin air, come find you. Build it and they, sh they come should include the asterisks on the basis you distribute effectively. So one of the reasons why some people do well is because they get buy-in and interest from 
big people with influence and networks, and that's what helps distribute them. So a great example is over the weekend on my Instagram account, which is the.richard.more, um, I posted a video with uh, my pal Jason Pfeiffer, who is the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazines, The Entrepreneur Magazine. And in tagging him, uh, I, I naturally got his attention because, you know, we had a call together and recorded and did a video together and, and I posted it. And um, he went and had a like and liked it as one does. And that's a perfect example of what happens when you get distribution right. So compared with my other posts, the, the engagement, the likes, the views went through the roof. It considerably more on my very broken Instagram account that had been hacked and, and messed up a little while back. Compared with all the other posts that had done so much better. The reason why is because Jason has a lot of influence and a strong active network. If I did precisely the same thing with someone without those things, and they liked it, I wouldn't have got the same kind of distribution. So that's algorithmically positive um, way to, uh, to to increase the distribution. It's the same as, you know, if Kim Kardashian likes one of my posts, I go viral. And that's what that's how you do these things. So distribution goes deeper than that, though. We need to look at depth and we need to look at height. Depth and height matter in distribution. And what that means is you need to go deep in the relationship building with people in your network, because that if you do that, just like with your friendship group on the offline world, they'll show up for you and support you. If I invest deep in relationships with my friends in the offline world, you know, everything from emotionally stimulating by just going to the pub with them and, you know, or, or being useful, or helping them move house or whatever. Guess what? When I need them at a time of need, they're there for me. OK, so the same principle applies here. Go deep with your network because they will show up for you because you know what? You're, you're showing up for them. You're 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 interested in supporting their content. You're even just behind the scenes, sending them a DM, checking and seeing how they're going. Going deep is very powerful because it means that people are naturally inclined to want to show up for you because they think you're cool. They think you're an interesting person and they like you. And that really goes a long way. So go deep. But what do I mean by go high as well? So with depth and height, what we have is a quality of relationship. But with height, we have uh, reaching up to those who are, are bigger than us rather than just our peer group. There's nothing wrong with reaching down and pulling up those beneath us in terms of size of network or across to uh, to the peer group we, we're a part of. That's uh, important anyway. But without question, reaching up to the likes of Jason Pfeiffer, for instance, in that video I posted, it just shows the power of, of being in, in a higher circle. So distribution wise, it helps because if you have people with larger, more powerful networks, um, engaging with you, then that drives the distribution of your content. But also it gets you into circles with people who are more, you know, there's a greater concentration of winners up there. So you should be reaching up as you go. And if I think about, for instance, my LinkedIn journey over the last three and a bit years, the thing that stands out certainly in the first year is I was really trying to get a foothold and establish um, a meaningful following, as well as going deep, I was reaching up. I had height 
to my distribution and, and networking approach. And what that did was it meant that I was doing these collaborative um, videos and engagement and, and, and content building with, with people that were far greater in influence than me. And as a result, that drew a bigger crowd. You see, that was a big hack to really step change the amount of, of following I was building every day. So depth and height invest in your distribution it really has a huge impact it's really really powerful um give me a thumbs up if that makes sense it's totally something i would i would endorse and it's a big game changer the reason why is because if you build a great product or make wonderful content even it does not entitle you to any distribution at all Despite what you may think, it doesn't matter if you shoot perfect 4K video with B-roll and a drone and everything like that. Actually, it's far more important. It's not far important. It's equally at least important to make sure the distribution's there as well. So many people have a wonderful quality service or product or talent in content and they get nothing. It looks like they're almost mute because no one sees them. Distribution is often overlooked in favor of polishing a product, perhaps because polishing a product is a, is a space you can understand and, and, uh, and, and operate in more. That's number one, invest in your distribution, go deep and go high. Number two is an awareness that whether you like number two or not, I don't care. It's actually a fact because it's built on how the human animal is hardwired hardwired because the human being reveres status it's valuable to hack at this and understand that without lying obviously or, or faking it till you make it um the perception of quality comes from uh you know this appearance of quality so if i have an appearance of quality so the qu the quality of my content the video production the images the whatever the carousels the gifts whatever i use if it looks good if it's presentable if it has polish if it looks good the human observer will assume it is good it, they will assume there is quality there so if you look the part it's presumed you have the part and so i suppose that that's the point there like this this appearance of quality gives the perception on their part of quality. Now that may, may be wrong or right. I don't know. But, I mean, the truth is that some people abuse that. And it's nice that humans also evolve. The reason why that's good is because then people, then the human audience gets a little used after a while to, to those who are faking it. So, you know, it's obvious that someone, sta you, most people who stand next to Lamborghini and Lamborghini and pretend it's theirs, <laughs> they tend to uh they they tend to send out an image of hey look at me i've got state status but everyone knows that that's usually what people do when they don't own a lamborghini um those that have this kind of thing going on they try and flex that they have this wonderful lifetime style that doesn't represent what they actually have it is usually fairly obvious to, that you can tell that that's just them standing next to someone else's car. So just think about it. like, how can you bring polish? Well, it's in, usually in production. It's the way, you know, the way you finish those images off, the way you, you know, you shoot, shoot with decent lighting and good audio and things like that for your videos. So whatever it might be, an appearance of quality drives the perception that there is quality as well. So that really does make a big, big difference. Number one is 
remember to invest in your distribution, go deep and go high. Also, number two is to think really deep about the appearance you have, a level of polish. Uh, this is some people seem to think this is your brand, not necessarily, but you need to look slick. You need to have a decent representation for those you're reaching out to. I mean, I mean it depends on the industry. For some industries, you really do need to look the part. And um, I remember once being lucky, being fortunate to be part of a, a brand new business in the city and in London. And we, I mean, we spent through the nose to get our office in the Gherkin. This is the big, beautiful skyscraper in the city. We're all wearing bespoke suits, nice watches, beautiful shoes, things like that. And, you know, people presumed that we had quality about us and our work because of the way we came across. And that is what I'm talking about. Of course, you have to back it up with the quality of service beyond that, but it's a very powerful thing. If you look at it conversely, you end up with uh, the fact that often you may have a superior product or service, but inferior delivery of, say, content is a great way to get the perception of you that maybe you're not so great. Okay. So people don't look down, they look down, you don't think so highly of you if your level of polish isn't on point. So it's really important that one to think about. Just want to say hi to everyone watching uh, over on, on the, in the, uh, in the stream. If you're watching right now, pop in, if you're hashtag team live or hashtag team replay and where you're watching from as well. Uh, you've got Charlene uh, watching from the Philippines. That's cool. Uh, uh, Shalini, nice to see you here watching as well. Thank you very much. Uh, lots of people tuning in. Uh, Ajani watching uh, as ha hashtag Team Live. We've also got uh, Ahmed watching from the Maldives. Maldives. Juma Bannister, good, good day to everyone from Trinidad and Tobago. Got people from all over. That's super cool. And Faram, you're watching from, uh, from here in the UK. Number three, number three, I think is probably most important. It's, I don't know, these all three are important. But number three is crucial, which is, Map from outcomes when you're doing your marketing. Map from outcomes. So if I think about my marketing, there's so many things that I don't do deliberately. And I could do, but I don't. So what I, what I do do is I constantly strive to project that I am an expert at the thing I do. The reason why is because of outcomes. It's very simple to understand the process. If people believe I'm an expert at conversion on LinkedIn for consultants, which is what I do, I help consultants on LinkedIn convert from their content into deals. If, I, if people believe I'm an expert in that, then it conditions them that when they need that, service, I'm their guy. So if I think about the marketing I put out there and the message and the vibe that I'm putting out there, it is hypercritical without question that I map from that outcome. I need that feeling or that emotion of like, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about or wow, he much, he just, he seems measured. He seems authoritative in this space. So imagine if all I do is post cute quotes you know, the quotes are inspiring. Sure. If I, if I quote, um, you know, 
the the one everyone quotes like Maya Angelou because she's inspiring or Gary Vaynerchuk because hey he's got you know something to do with Instagram what you're actually doing all you're doing is sure you're inspiring the audience but all you're doing is actually just you know you're just being a mouthpiece for other people so their quotes are wonderful but are they helping your audience to see you as an expert at what you do so think about that. You might think that, well, actually, I'm doing it, Richard, because it's part of my personal brand. Is it, though? Sharing quotes may well just be a nice way of making feel, people feel good and gathering around and so on. But ask yourself, is that part of what I'm doing here? Is this what I really want to, to give people a sense of in terms of who I am? All I want is for people to think I'm an expert, the one thing I do. So if I constantly stay in that lane and project that I'm an expert and share, share that I'm an expert and show that I'm an expert, the response should be that they see me as such. So ask yourself, am I doing this new piece of content, this new piece of marketing because it maps from the outcome I want, or am I doing it because, you know, everyone else does it? Perfect example, things that are relevant right now, right? You've seen it on videos, especially on, it started very much on TikTok, people who like point at the screen, you know, and they have these things pop up, like bits of information pop up. Is it, is it important for you to do that? Well, it depends on your on what you're trying to do. Are you trying to be relevant and and just have fun? Because that's uh, part of what you're trying to do. You want to build a following who love that kind of fun approach to things because actually you're trying to leverage the numbers for influencer marketing or for like brand deals, or are you trying to be an expert in something? If you're trying to be an expert, I'm not going to say don't do that style of videos where you point to stuff and you know, they pop up as words, but think about what you're going to put in those words. Are you really moving the needle and making people go, you know, just think about it. I need people to think, wow, this guy seriously knows what his, his stuff. I'd not looked at it that way before. So if you can do that with the point of words style videos, then great. Think hard about the outcomes. What are they going to feel when you produce that piece of content? Or are you just copying stuff you see elsewhere? Someone else's quote doesn't position you nearly as well as your own quote. Why don't you share your quote instead? That's one thing I've always been fascinated by. It's rare that the super successful, most influential people in the world, it's rare that they share someone else's quote. They're often too bit, they're busy sharing their quotes instead. So think about what you're sharing. Are you a mouthpiece for someone else or are you someone who is hosting the party instead? Think about outcomes. So number one, invest in your distribution, depth and height. Number two, make sure there's an appearance of quality. It helps with the perception of quality. And number three, map from outcomes. You know, quotes don't necessarily equal experts. You know, people don't see you necessarily as that. So think hard about why you're writing something or producing something. That really does make a big, big difference. Um, I'm going to draw a line there. I think it's important to uh, keep this punchy today, unless anyone has any questions on it. If you do, fire away and I will get into them in the comments. Well done, Yinka, you win. No filter. Keep your eyes peeled. Later on today, if not tomorrow, there will be an announcement about the secret speaker, the guest speaker on Thursday's guest sessions. So the guest sessions are every second and fourth Thursday of the month. 
They take place only in the Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook. So you need to go to facebook.com slash groups slash Entrepreneur Business Group. And we have an interview live every every second and fourth Thursday of the month from 9 a.m. Eastern. That's 6 a.m. Uh, Pacific or uh, 2 p.m. here in the UK. So 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, this week's one is amazing. We're going to be sharing that uh, in a de- in later on today. Uh, so make sure you're tuned in for that uh, in the group. Thank you. Huge thank you to Restream for partnering with me. If you want to check it out, there's actually free accounts available uh, or you can obviously buy the pro account as I have, which is just is amazing. But if you want to check it out and you can go to restream.io slash join slash Richard Moore, you get $10 free credit on me. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching. Three weeks to go until the big announcement. Make sure you're staying tuned. Uh, thank you very much for watching. Like I say, anyone who want to ask any questions in the in the comments, I will get to you later. Apologies. Or sometimes it's got to be a super fast one because we're working around meetings. But consistency is king, right? So we're always here. That's 252 weeks of Q&As. And I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you, Instagram. I'll switch you guys off and see you all very soon. Facebook and LinkedIn. Best wishes.